2: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: This is your Times Daily World Briefing on Saturday the 5th of March. I'm Ellie House. And I'm Laura Cook. Ten days into its invasion of Ukraine... Russia announces a temporary ceasefire in two areas.
2: Well, it's hard to think of an example of any Russian commitment so far that should have earned trust. However, that said, it is in Russia's interests to allow cities, which it's trying to attack and capture, to be drained of the civilian population first.
3: And NATO rules out enforcing a no-fly zone over Ukraine.
4: All the people who will die starting from this day will also die because of you, because of your weakness, because of your disunity. The Times Daily World Briefing.
1: As the war in Ukraine enters its 10th day, a temporary ceasefire has been announced in two cities to allow civilians to evacuate the area. Russian Defense Ministry spokesperson Igor Konoshenkov announced from 10 a.m. Moscow time, the Russian side declares a ceasefire and the opening of humanitarian corridors to allow civilians to leave Mariupol and Volnovakha. Only these two cities will be covered by the agreement and the ceasefire is expected to hold for five hours. Anthony Lloyd is the Times of London war correspondent.
2: Well, it's hard to think an example of any Russian commitment so far that should have earned trust. However, that said, it is in Russia's interest to allow cities, which it's trying to attack and capture, to be drained of the civilian population first. It makes things much easier. If you lay siege to a city, it gives a lot of men and women no option but to fight. But if you open a safe corridor and say you can go, a lot of them, particularly those women and children, will leave. So there is a strategic necessity or attraction for Russia to declare a ceasefire in these two cities.
1: Meanwhile, bombardments elsewhere in Ukraine continue. Former National Security Advisor in the UK, Sir Kim Darroch, spoke to Times Radio.
2: In terms of this leading to anything bigger, any sort of ceasefire process or peace process, I'm kind of sceptical, I'm afraid. I wish it were otherwise. But it seems to me that Putin is doubling down on his strategy of trying to take... uh, as much of of Ukraine mm. as he can. At the moment, it looks like trying to cut the country in half, really along the Dnieper River.
3: The Times Daily World briefing. One question has divided Ukraine, which is not a NATO member, and its Western allies: whether NATO should impose a no-fly zone over Ukraine. These protesters were demonstrating outside NATO HQ in Brussels yesterday while member states met to discuss their response to the crisis. They voted to reject Kiev's calls for a no-fly zone which would ban all unauthorized aircraft from flying over Ukraine. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg.
4: We are not part of this conflict and we have a responsibility to ensure it does not escalate and spread beyond Ukraine because that would be even more devastating and more dangerous.
3: Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, who has led calls for NATO to close the sky, said this decision would give a green light to further bombing of Ukrainian cities and villages.
4: All the people who will die starting from this day will also die because of you, because of your weakness, because of your disunity.
3: Former Air Marshal Greg Bagwell has also criticised Western leaders.
2: Why tell the enemy what you're not going to do? Recognising, and I completely recognise, all the limitations, all the risks, all, all the potential pitfalls of, it, of any action, let alone a no-fly zone. But, but why take it off the table? It just makes the job of the bad guy easier.
3: He told Times Radio that the United Nations, rather than NATO, could impose a no-fly zone.
2: I think it needs that universal mandate, I'd love to see non-NATO nations participate because I think that that only adds to its legitimacy and, and, and increases, let's be honest, the calculus for Putin. In other words, he's not just, this is not a binary fight between him and NATO, this is him versus the world.
1: On the way, the UN approves a human rights probe and a bombing at a mosque in Pakistan.
3: The Times Daily World Briefing.
1: A military war in Ukraine and an information war in Russia. News organisations around the world have announced that they are suspending their reporting in Russia after President Putin signed a fake news law. Tihon Zadko is the editor-in-chief of independent Russian news channel TV Rain, who has recently fled Russia.
0: The Russian government does not admit that there is a war. Russian government wants... The Russians to know that there is just a special military operation. If you say something which says about the war and about losses of lives of civilians and soldiers, when it is not approved by Russian Ministry of Defense, then you are spreading fake news.
1: Journalists face up to 15 years in prison lawmakers also imposed fines on anyone calling for sanctions against Russia following the invasion of Ukraine. Zadko told Times Radio that, despite the censorship and propaganda, ordinary Russians know what is going on.
0: Our audience is very smart. A lot of Russians uh, understand what is actually happening. It's not like after the death of Stalin, when they opened the archives, people were shocked by the information about the Uh, repressions. No, a lot of people in Russia perfectly understand what is actually happening in the country.
1: The BBC, Canadian Broadcasting Company and CNN are among those halting their operations in Russia. Jonathan Munro is Interim Head of News at the BBC.
2: We've got two responsibilities here. The first responsibility is for the safety and welfare of our own staff in Moscow. And the second is a responsibility to the audiences to report freely and fairly uh, the story that we believe to be true. And the two things aren't compatible at the moment because uh, free reporting involves using words that have just been outlawed by the Russian uh, authorities uh, and that in turn will lead to prison sentences and other uh, uh punishments uh, meted out on our staff.
3: The world is still in shock following the Russian seizure of the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant.
4: In the early hours of the morning, we got information that a projectile had impact a building adjacent to the block of reactors, six of them.
3: That was Rafael Mariana Grossi, director-general of the International Atomic Energy Agency, speaking to the United Nations Security Council. Russian shelling set off a fire in the compound, but it didn't reach any of the reactors before it was doused. The UN's nuclear watchdog has said that radiation levels have not been affected. Russian troops are now in control of the nuclear power station. The attack prompted international condemnation and alarm. Denis Ganza is a Ukrainian youth delegate to the UN based in Kyiv.
4: The whole world is already involved because Russians are striking nuclear plants. And, and as you know, nuclear has no border. So the longer, the longer you, you take the courage to make some decisions, the more people are, are, are dying, the more countries are in danger. It's just that Putin is threatening not only Ukraine, he's threatening the whole world.
3: Retired Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman, former Director of European Affairs for the U.S. National Security Council, says the nuclear risk could push the United States to send in
4: troops. This is going to grind and we're going to have these unforeseen situations like Russian forces attacking the largest nuclear power plant in Europe, uh, potentially creating a nuclear disaster, and that is going to maybe compel U.S. forces to come in. Uh, to secure some of these sites even.
3: For the moment, though, international forces are staying out of Ukraine as the global community deploys the institutions and resources created in the wake of the Second World War designed to prevent a return to such conflict. On Friday, the UN Human Rights Council voted to set up a probe into alleged Russian rights abuses
1: in Ukraine.
3: The Times Daily World Briefing, Sport.
1: Moving away from Ukraine now, here's Kane Reeves with news of a huge loss to the sporting world.
4: In football, there's Pelé. In basketball, there's Michael Jordan. In cricket, there was Shane Warne, an icon of the game on and off the field. The Australian legend died on Friday at the age of 52. He was found unresponsive at a villa in Thailand following a suspected heart attack. Warn is regarded as one of the greatest cricket players of all time, with Cricket Australia saying the sport has lost a true genius. The captain of Australia's test team, Pat Cummins, described Warn as the king, with the country's prime minister offering a state funeral. WARN took 708 international test wickets, the second most of all time in 145 matches across a 15-year international career. A statement from Warren's management says the family requests privacy at this time and will provide further details in due course.
1: We move to Pakistan, where a bombing yesterday at a Shiite mosque killed at least 56 worshippers and left 200 wounded. The attack happened in Peshawar, a city close to the Afghan border, and has shocked the region. It was one of the deadliest attacks in years on Pakistan's Shiite minority, a group which adheres to the Shia branch of Islam. Describing what happened, an eyewitness said, panic spread among the worshippers when the firing started. I ran to save my life. They said that a man shot many people to death, then closed his eyes and blew himself up. Whilst the Shiite religious sect has long been targeted by Sunni Muslim Islamist militants, no group has claimed responsibility for the bombing so far.
3: And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Saturday the 5th of March. This podcast from
0: The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash
4: upgrade. Rising sea levels, extreme weather patterns, extinctions of species. Our planet needs protecting. I'm Adam Vaughan, the environment editor for The Times, and this is Planet Hope from The Times in partnership with Rolex and its Perpetual Planet Initiative. In this podcast, we hear from leading experts from around the world who are committed to finding solutions. These explorers, scientists, entrepreneurs and citizens are committed to a common goal, to protect our home, Earth. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts.